Good morning, heart and soul. I want to start with just a quick shout out of gratitude to Sonia Russell, who um, delivered our, our 2021 Mother's Day message. I am so grateful. Thank you, Sonia, for that. I just heard Ron say um, from our vision statement that, and here's what came to my mind, is that in 2009, September, October time frame, we didn't have much of a runway in terms of our launch and creative process, uh, creative visioning process, etc. But what came to us was this idea that we are a loving and compassionate, world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Now, that came to us. We hadn't had a class. We hadn't had anything but gathering in my house trying to discern what is this that we're giving birth to. So like all purpose statements and vision statements and intentions, they're aspirational. As I stand here today, 11 years later, I have to tell you, I'm kind of feeling like we're a loving and compassionate world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. And that's important for me to establish because, you know, for the past couple of years, we have declared that our, that our theme is adventures in faith. And now what we've added is rise up. And so for me, this notion of teaching and empowerment and putting those together, there has to be a, so how are we going to do that? So it's not just, we're never, um, our intention is to never just play with words, to just throw some words out there because they sound good. It's always that there is, is often, there often are multiple applications, multiple ideas, multiple paths to get to absolute clarity in all of this. So I come today wanting to focus some, and probably I'm thinking, at least this is what I gleaned this morning, that for about the next month, we're going to be focused on kind of the how-to. How are we going to do this rise up? How, we, how is it that, what, what's the expectation and what are some of the tools and processes? What, what is it that we are going to engage with this intention? Now, first of all, let me see, let's just get a little enrollment going because there's no point in me spending all that time talking about how to if y'all don't intend to rise up. But if in fact we have a, an intention, a shared intention of rising up, rising above conditions, rising above the uh, rumor and gossip, rising above the, our fears and our doubts, rising above the worry, the repetitive, the, 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 what, whatever it is that is going on in our hearts and minds that, that hold us, that freeze us, the, the, you know how there's the, we're told that there's the, 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 the fright or flight. Well, that fright part of it is where you're just frozen. And so how to rise above fright or flight? 
How do we do that? And I'm not pretending. It's not like I got a secret salve or a little, I'm not doing a little infomercial on, on how to do it. My sense is that we'll get through this together. We'll begin to look at what do we already know? Because the chances of us resonating with, with this notion of rising above conditions, problems, challenges, that the, the likelihood that we would resonate with rising above it and not having a clue how to is between, old folks would say, slim and none. So look at here. What, 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 mm, slow down, Andrea. What I'm offering is that we already have a level of knowing. We have a knowledge base, which if and when we tap into it, it will stand us in good stead. We're already set with everything required for the journey, but we're going to have to pay attention to it. We're going to have to act like we already have it. Not just hear me say, you had it all the time, but begin to act as if you have it. it there's this, look, look, allow me to just share this. Oh, there's so much. When I start stuttering, it's just because there's, there's so much going on in me that I'm, uh, I almost don't know where to start with it. So here's what just came to my mind that of late, I, I have engaged, invoked a bit of a new practice. So when I misplace things, and apparently I've been wanting to practice quite a bit because I have noticed of late, and, and, and I'm really, now that I said that aloud, I'm believing it's to give me an opportunity to practice this shift. So when I, I might have had my notes and papers together, and then when I get ready, then I'm like, where did I put that? I know it's, but what's different for me is rather than getting out the switch, metaphorically, which is what I used to do, like just give me a good little whipping about not having it right where I need it. Now I simply say to me, and not necessarily these exact words, but the idea is, wait a minute, I know it's here. Let me start with that. And, and I make sure that I get clear because I believe I've always thought it. It has to be here. But then I added something that was the doubt that I had it. Just as if people had come in and collected my Sunday notes. You know, like if people might come in, but they're they not going to mess with the notes. The stuff I'm looking for, they not, that, that wouldn't be. But I would act just as if I did not have access to it. And now I ground myself in the awareness that I have it. It's here. I don't see it right now, but it is here. And I'm going to see it. Because there's no place it can go where I don't see it. So, you, so I'm working on me. So this how-to is we're going to work on ourselves. We're going to discern that we already know some part of this. And there may be a part that we're going to have to mix in and include. That's why we offer the classes. Some of y'all could teach the class. We're not inviting you to. But what I'm saying is that you, the fact that you already know does not mean that there isn't value in you getting right back in the pool. You getting right in with your current awareness and decide to know more deeply. 
it's this, this idea. I know you've heard it before, this notion of taking a piece of, like, like a baby's diaper is a great kind of, uh, of, of fabric to use for this example, and just dip it in indigo dye. And that first dip, it's going to absorb some. Because that's, that's why I said a baby's diaper. Because I don't mean the pamper. You know, we got to go back. Yeah, I'll have to keep up. I don't mean the stuff in the box on the shelf. I'm talking about your cloth diapers like, you know, my mama had to have for us because there were none of the other stuff. But the idea is that first dip, it certainly picks up some of the dye. And you could be done then. But I'm saying, no, I'll take the class again. <laughs> Why? Because you dip it again, and what do you notice? Oh, my goodness. It takes on more. There's greater saturation. You, the, the, it's bluer now. Oh, but look at here. Dip it some more. And you could be shocked at the degree to which it absorbs it, and you could be shocked in your own life as well. The degree to which you can absorb more wisdom, have a greater awareness, expand your relationship with the divine, the degree to which you could know something more and then live your life like you know something more. That's what we're talking about. Not whether you know, but whether your life begins to offer evidence. Now, if you know me, you know I believe in a soundtrack. And so today, I'm, I'm really featuring a couple of songs that are key to my soundtrack, the soundtrack for my life. And, and I want you to understand why, not just because I can rock to them, not just because they sound good, but because they feed my soul in a way that once I sing along with it, and I'm going to invite you to sing along. Now, if you were in the room, I'd have to say, do not sing along. It's based on what the CDC told me to tell you. But because you're not in the room, just have at it. Have at it. Sing along. Get this in your spirit so that when stuff comes up, you can respond in the way that you intend. You'll respond in alignment with what you absolutely know and are beginning to dip your consciousness in with such regularity, with such frequency, with such consistency that you begin to just shine in the awareness of this perfect truth. So look, using our theme, Adventures in Faith, here's what I'm hoping you can consider that there is a consciousness to which we might aspire, one in which we accept all change as spiritual adventure. I, j just for drill. Don't let it worry you out right now. Just for drill, which is my way of saying try it on for size. Don't challenge it yet. One in which we accept all change Everything, it's a spiritual adventure. That's your first thought about it. Checked it, oh, checked it, went in the mail after all. It's a spiritual adventure. Wonder how this thing is going to unfold. Can, see, I don't know if you can begin to see the opening that's right there. So-and-so didn't call me back. Oh, this for sure is a spiritual adventure. 
You might get your spiritual adventure partner because you're in training for seeing the world in a new way and, and, and whatever is happening in a new way. And so your spiritual adventure partner is the one you text or the one you call or the one you direct message to say, ooh, a spiritual adventure is jumping off right here. And they don't even have to know the details. That your agreement would be that they would then text back or message back, whatever it is to say, ooh, gone, girl. Be in the adventure or whatever it is you decide. No, it is all for the highest good. And be willing to discover the divine in every new experience, circumstance, and condition. So whatever comes up, you're like, oh, are you trying to fool me? You're trying to look like a problem. But I know you. I know exactly what you are. You are a spiritual adventure, and I'm ready for you. I'm all about it. What do I need? Do I need to pack something? Do I need to get something ready? What, what are we doing? Because this is a spiritual adventure, and I'm all about it. Come on, on the way out of Rona. Look here, it is done unto us as we believe, y'all. Y'all know this. And some of us believe we can and have already messed up our own lives. And some of us are sweating because we believe we've messed up somebody else's. And because we believe that, we're living in the guilt, the pain, and the burden of this belief. But I've come today to tell you that all that, all that you're sweating, it all fades into God. It all fades into God. When you finish with it, when you're willing to turn loose the worry, the pain, the struggle of it, it'll fade into God. I'm, in a second, I'm going to give you Ricky Byers. Some of the lyric that she's going to sing for you, and I need you to get it because I'm wanting you to sing along, or if you don't know the lyrics, I'm wanting you to feel it. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm, I'm encouraging you to open yourself because she says to us very plainly, in my pain, right there inside my weakness, in my pain, there inside my weakness is the seed of something greater in me. The seed of something greater in me and the shame, come on now, the shame of not choosing higher. <laughs> I'm going to need y'all to, I'm going to need y'all to, to respond. I'm going to need you to raise your hand. I'm going to need you to put something in the chat. The shame of not choosing higher. The shame of having chosen the lowest common denominator in that situation, in that circumstance. The shame of having not chosen higher. And what all the disappointing moments. All of that, she's going to tell you, all that fades into God. And then she'll remind you that for those of you who, who are already sweating the mistakes, She's going to tell you that no mistakes have been made in God. <laughs> no mistakes have been made in God. That all the ways that we think we have failed, that in God, it all fades. It all fades into God. Y'all have to be ready for Ricky by now. 
So I present to you right now vintage Ricky Byers. It all fades good, fades into God. Take this to heart.
Oh, sooky, sooky now. Come on. It, no mistake. So look here. We're not going to pretend anymore that there you have made such mistakes in your life that you can't move forward or that you have been a part of mistakes that have been made because that is all a part of life. I know y'all heard the part in the song. You may have to research the lyrics. I don't know what you're going to do because I'm going to need you to get this down. No choice. Because see, this is how we, this is how we pretend when we, when we get invested in the mistakes we've made and oh, ain't it awful and ain't I awful and oh, if you knew me, you wouldn't like me and all of that. So we begin to leave that we have no choice. That we are prisoners of anguish. In a jail, she sang, so lonely. A jail of what? All is lost. That's why I need, because this is how we lay it out. All in our mind. Nothing has shifted in the world or the people who love and care about you or would if you gave them a chance. That none of that has shifted. But in your mind, you have created a jail of all is lost. Can't nothing else happen here. And then you wonder why nothing else is happening. She reminds us, though. In fact, she said, remember to remember. <laughs> she says, the stars are shining to remind us. This is probably one of my favorite lines in this. That a seed, come on now, y'all. Because you know this, but the key is to remember, to remember that you know this, that a seed needs the darkness to change into new life. So that new life you've been praying for, it's going to need some darkness in order to change into the harvest that you are declaring and praying and singing about. So we're not, we're no longer cursing the darkness, we're blessing it. Because we know all darkness. I got seeds planted. I have said, thank you, you here just in time because I'm planting the seeds for my new life. Y'all know Ernest Holmes said long ago, and you've gleaned this, when you change your thinking, you change your life. When are you going to do that first part? Because the second part is what obsesses us. The change of our life and the darkness we feel like says to us there'll be no change. When the darkness has come to support the change, we can't have the seed. And don't nobody write me about no hydroponics. I don't, I don't, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something else here. Do not change your thinking. And you change your life. Ooh, because inside your pain and your weakness is the seed for something greater. Now, James Baldwin, you know, <laughs> Uncle Jimmy, told us, and I have reminded you of this over and over, and I'm not done yet, that any real change in what we believe, because what? We're changing our thinking, aren't we? So any real change in what we believe, especially those, the prayers we have. We've been praying for change very specifically. But that change.
change literally implies the breakup of the world as we have always known it. I know y'all want magic prayers that don't require you to change. Just your world will change. And they would have to be magic prayers because that's not how life gets to be the way it is. He reminds us that what we have to count on is the loss of all that gave us that past identity. But that's part of what we're trying to change, isn't it? The way we see ourselves, what we say to ourselves, what we believe about ourselves. There's a whole world of people who think highly of us. We need to listen to them and stop arguing with them, arguing for our limitations. And like, oh, you just don't know what I did before, what I ate before, what I thought before, where I went before. None of that has anything to do with it. We're talking about we recognize the God in you. We see the divine in you, and you want to argue for your limitations. I'm going to invite you to hush. Ernest Holmes says to us that we should never be afraid of change. Never fearful of what will come. He says instead, we should bring to each new event the influence of the creative nature of our thought. We have to know something in this. We can't just let life unfold and we be spectators and just try to figure it out from a worst case scenario standpoint. Each of us has a personal and intimate relationship with the infinite. We already have one. We probably don't know it, and we're not actively engaged in it. But the idea is that there is, that we can gain, that we can practice, that we can evolve into a sense and awareness of our relationship with the divine, in the divine, and recognize that it is changeless. And we'll get better at this with practice, by the way. I'm not expecting that just hearing it right now has it. We'll get better and better with practice. In our relationship, we're trusting. You know, and... <laughs> This is, we'll begin to say aloud as we sing the lyrics. See, I'm, I'm suggesting you memorize them on some level. So that, so that in a moment, you will see that, that God is the orbit in which you are spinning. That it's the very gravitational pull of your life. And you see, once our consciousness becomes stabilized, through a sense of security that's founded on the conviction of the nature of God, not your circumstances, but the nature of God, both of which are present always. See, this is why that intimate relationship is so essential. Because you're going to have some stuff going on. Oh, did I, is there, have I led you to believe in any way that, coming here and doing what I suggest do and reading what we're reading and reciting what we recite is going to have you be immune from life? Why would we be talking about an adventure in faith if you ain't going to have no adventure? So the idea here is that, that the sense of security that we all want, we just want, we, we have it. 
It's in the nature of God. It's not in the circumstances and the situation, nor is it in the people. It's in the very nature of the divine. And we come to an inner awareness that the creative intelligence of the universe resides at the very center of who and how we are. Somebody would say it reveals whose we are. It's the natural outflowing of our inner security because that's the only security. No offense, security guards and those in the field because that's a thing, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that, that in the darkness, I realize when it looks like my world or feels like it's so chaotic and that it's spinning around me, I realize that no, God is the very gravity of my life, that it's the orbit, what, in which I am spinning. So I'm spinning, but I'm spinning in the divine orbit. That's my security. And in that, we realize that our challenges change to opportunities. See, it's done unto us as we believe. You can go on with your challenges, or you can see them as opportunities. Your problems, or are they possibilities? And don't talk to me about semantics, because words do matter. They really do. And they matter to you and to your subconscious, by the way. So you can go on and insist, no, Rev, it really is a problem. All right, I'm up to go on with your problem then. Because as for me and my house, we's going to see it as a possibility. This notion of proceeding into correct action. The correct action brings forth solutions. It begins with a thought. How do we see it? Here's what I need you to know. You are not the victim of verdicts. No verdict. None. Not one about not medical, not economic, Ernest Holmes says, not age, not social, not financial, unless you insist upon being a victim of the verdict. Because there's really only one divine verdict. That's on you. And it's who you are, whose you are, that you are an eternal divine descendant. If, if you're looking at it on, on the screen, you, you know, I've taken some liberties because, of course, in Ernest Holmes, if you find this written by Ernest Holmes, it says son. Well, we're not all sons, S-O-N, but we are all descendants of the divine. Yeah. That's something for us to get. That's something for us to know. So look, I invite you, in addition to just singing loud along with Ricky Byers, I invite you to affirm with me. And it's on your screen now. And we're just going to affirm this together. There is no power opposed to me as its beloved outlet. Let me pause for a moment. Take that in. That there's no power opposed to you as its beloved outlet. You are that. It's not opposed to that. 
It's not like you didn't do right yesterday and you're not going to do right tomorrow and so you don't get none. That, that's not how it works. That's what you've been told. But that's not how it works. And we continue together. I now erase all opposition within my own thought and I am, free, I am a free and open channel for omnipotence. I face all things with faith, cheer, and an expectancy of good. Pause for a moment because I need you to ponder that cheer thing. Some of y'all haven't cheered for a long time. So get in touch with the cheer that is in your spirit. Face all things with faith. It's an adventure with faith. Cheer. Look it up. Look it up so you can get an alignment with it. And an expectancy of good. You get in front of the good. <laughs> Out looking at the curb. You know how expectancy looks when you really do well with that. You at the curb looking for it. You ride down the way. You're going to go meet it. That's this kind of idea. And with cheer, you're not mad because you think it's late. You are like, it's coming. It ain't here yet. I don't see it yet, but it's coming. I know it is. And it's all our inner preparation. We're going to continue. I am a spiritual optimist. Say that part again. I am a spiritual optimist, for I know that through God's guidance, Everything works together for good. My life is now a victorious one, and problems dissolve as I think and embrace truth. Hold up. Problems dissolve as I do my part. <laughs> I'm not looking for magic outside of me. Problems dissolve as I think think of them as having dissolved, as I think of them as possibilities, as I think of this as an adventure in faith, and as I embrace, embrace truth with a capital T. So it's not the truth from the television last night. It's the eternal truth, the truth that reminds you of who you are and whose you are. And we end this by saying, today is filled with victory. Know that. If you can't do another part, as you set yourself up for the day, you are declaring, believing. Why? Because it's done unto you as you believe. That today is filled with victory. So look, my intention, I already told you, I'm going to leave that affirmation up for a minute. But my intention here is to inspire you to let go of the stuff that's holding you, the sticky stuff on your feet that's keeping you from moving in the directions that you really want to go, from jumping higher, from rising up. What I want you to know, I want you to move stuff out of the way so that you can let something turn you around. Ricky Byers sings it this way. She says, and I'm going 
I'm going to bring her on in just a moment, but I want to set it up again because I want to get it in your spirit. She says, I gave up mental contamination. See, I'm inviting you to do likewise. I'm inviting you to do likewise to give up the mental contamination and start building a spiritual foundation. She says, the world all around me was falling down. James Baldwin tried to tell you that that's what's going to happen. He says, the wor- it's the breakup of the world as you've always known it. So Ricky sings to us, the world all around me was falling down. And then look at here. She said, when it crumbled, ha, I saw higher ground. Woo, you better ask somebody. So we know the world is going to break up because we're praying. We are living in new ways. The way we're living, we can't live that way in the old world. So there's a new world that has to, that, ha- that we're calling forward through our spirit. But for anybody who's worried about, but what about this world? She said it's going to crumble. It's going to fall down all around you. Wait, but hold up. When it crumbled... I saw higher ground. Oh, I love that part. Something happened where inside of me I stepped into my true identity. Oh, Lord, help me. I stopped and the Spirit got a hold on me. That's where I'm leading you. I want you to move yourself around in such a way that Spirit can get a hold on you. And that something then can turn you around. This is my last little part, but I want you, in fact, I'm going to ask you, if you can get up, get up, because we're going to dance this out. We're going to dance it out. We're going to dance it in. We're going to dance it all around. She said, look, when our feet are placed on that higher ground that you saw, when it all fell away, you're like, oh, Lord, I was trying to hold on to this. And when it fell away, there was higher ground. So when our feet are placed on higher ground, see, that's the place where we hear the holy sound. That's where we can be more amenable to the divine. We can feel God's presence all around. Dare I tell you that that's where I want us? I want us creating the space. We cannot feel it from the problem, from the consciousness of the problem and the challenge and ain't it awful. You cannot feel the divine. You can't experience the faith, the cheer, none of it. I'm going to invite you to say with me as we call Ricky Ford, be ready to dance so I ain't playing with you. Say with me, I let my way be God's way. Come on. I let my way be God's way. And when I did, something turned me around. Come on.
know that right where we are, the whole perfect and complete nature of the divine is. We're going to stop right here and know that God is. And I am. We are. All is. Life is. And it's all because God is. The living one is. The strong one is. We're going to stop and just recognize the whole perfect and complete nature of the divine that is covering us from top to bottom and side to side. That in and throughout, I stand here knowing that I am one, that we are all one in the divine. That there's not a spot where the divine is not. And so that covers me. That I am squarely planted, living the life of the living one, the strong one. And that the life of the living one, the strong one, is living me. That I am breathing the breath of the living one, the strong one. And the breath of the living one, the strong one, is breathing me. And when I remind myself of that, when I recognize that that is true, when I realize that there's not a spot where the divine is not, that means in and throughout the entirety of my being, I am one in the divine. God and I be one. Because <laughs> there's no way to use a, a, a plural verb there. God and I be one. We are one in this. I am one in this. The divine is one. There is no separating out the part of me that is God and the part of me that isn't. It is all. I am. We are. God is. And so I stop. I pause long enough for spirit to get hold of me. For me to know that this word is spoken to simply remind us of the love of God. <laughs> it's not to create a whole new thing. There is no whole new thing. It's to remind us of what already is. That the divine is already laid out. That life is unfolding in absolute perfect order. That right where I am right now, the whole perfect and complete nature of God is. Top to bottom, side to side, in and throughout. It's all done. And so this word is a word of reminder. It's a word that says, remember to remember to remember. That it's already done. Wholly complete in the mind of the divine. And what I'm doing now is trying to catch up. What I'm trying to do now is to tap in. To be aware that it's already done. To remember that I had it all the time. <laughs> to remember that I'm not a victim of any verdict, of any prognosis, of any diagnosis. That I'm not at the effect of anyone's opinion unless I'm choosing to be. Unless I just let go of my dominion and my omnipotence and decide to invest in what is not true about me. Oh, and I speak this word for me. 
Because I know it's true for all of us that right where we are right now is sufficient. That we have everything required, everything needed for whatever the next step is. We're not required to see the next step. We're required to trust, to have faith, to know that this is an adventure and faith and to get ready for the adventure, to be ready for the adventure, to know that everything, absolutely everything is unfolding for my highest and best. Oh. Oh, I just give thanks. I give thanks for the divine unfoldment of that that is perfect for everyone within the sound of my voice. That I'm not trying to know for anyone any specific thing that is what I know is that the knower knows and that that's sufficient. What I know is that the knower knows and that's good enough for me. And so I just let this be. I let it be. I present this word, this energetic presence that I am, my willingness into the perfect law, which I know is love. And it's out of that, of that activity, the activity of love that this unfolds. I know that my word cannot possibly return to me void. This word is an opening for the divine. And in gratitude, I let it be, delivering this word into the perfect activity of law. I seal it for all eternity. And I declare, and so it is. And if you want to meet me, tell you where I live. It's on higher, higher ground. Come on, Ricky, take us out. Y'all get up and dance. Come on.